Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek III The Search for Spock one ouchy minute at a time. I'm one of your hosts, David Stoker. (laughs) That makes me your other host, Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's some ouchies in this minute. All right. (laughs) So we've moved on to minute number 66. And this minute starts with Krug and Klingon saying fire and ends with Krug saying, put them on screen. Put them on screen. Another great line. (laughs) But we'll get there. Uh, So you may have the honor, sir, delivering the first line. Fuck. So Krug gets into position. So they had put all the emergency power to thrusters so they could swing around Mm -hmm. and they could fire to which he puts every ounce of everything he has into that one word, Pock! Even with the even with the arm swing. Yeah, I will say, yeah, he does. He does. He, he he agreed, and it makes me it makes me start to. I'm starting to run in my head all the great you know fire moments that yeah. are, you know are in Star Trek, right? Um, I mean, Wrath of Khan when he when he when he you know. Here it comes, you know that. Yeah, he gets gets the jump on Reliant, and but that's just a real quiet fire, like fire. You know. Yep. Um, but you do get that great one. It's in Star Trek Six. With the yes, uh, with the, the after camera, they the camera yep. pushes in on Kirk and he kind of steps down or steps into the camera, fire. You know, that's yep. a good one. This is probably one of the. I would put that up in the top five at least. Yeah. Oh fire. yeah, definitely, definitely. Yep. Ah. To which Chekhov, I think, has the best fish face reaction is he, he's like pursing his like he's almost sucking on a gumdropper or, or a lozenge or something and he's like just his face looks so funny um and i know i heard you laughing a little bit and i know i chuckled when i watched this minute and that is so unintentional funny moment number one in this minute um is the checkoff face <laughs> checkoff face it is funny, but I'm going to give Walter some props that his reaction is very real. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Like I he's like he's like I got to hang on. <laughs> I, I almost wonder if somebody like off camera is like getting ready to throw something at him, you know? <laughs> and they're like, you know, Walter, react. You know? <laughs> and he's like, because oh. it's you know, grab. That's that's what you want to see when you're about to get hit by a, a torpedo. You're gonna yeah. grab. You're gonna grab something, and you're gonna, you know. He's praying to God right now. <laughs> that's the, che- what'd you call it? The checkoff face? The checkoff face. Yeah, that's a good one. To which we see the torpedo land, you know, in the aft section. I don't know. Does it hit one of the nacelles? Is that what it hits? Yeah. And, huh. you know, I guess I understand. I, I've never really paid attention that, that closely before. Is that if that torpedo had been over just a few more feet, it would have hit the bridge like dead on. Oh yeah, and they have no shields. Yeah, so it just it just yeah, it looks like it, it looks like it kisses the end of the nacelle. Right, yeah. Because not enough to blow it off. Uh, it just kind of like fries it. 
And yeah, it, uh, and then we see the same sort of effect. So going back to our previous conversation, which I'm sure the listeners are completely over, when the torpedoes hit the bird of prey, it does sort of the same thing, that electrical you know, distribution of energy. So I think it's sort of safe to say that bird of prey, no, no shields. Enterprise, no shields. So this is what we get. All right. And then uh, we switch to the bridge, and we see an explosion behind Scotty, to which it rocks the entire bridge. Um, And I do like, to your point last minute, we were talking about the explosion on the bridge of the uh, Bird of Prey Mm -hmm. and how well they did. I feel like they did an equally good job here of conveying the damage and the destruction on the bridge of the Enterprise. Yeah, especially, is, are you going to give it up to, to uh, Leonard, uh, I said Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> DeForest to Kelly. Shatner. No, to no, DeForest no, Kelly. DeForest Kelly, he goes down, the way he goes down in the background, Yeah, it, it does look like he lost his footing. So right. I'm, kinda, I'm wondering if they've got these got these uh, sets on, on rockers. And I like the practical explosion, too, because you can tell that that's like a real, like they... They set off like a little smoke thing because you can, you know, oh, yeah. James Duhan and, you know, Shatner both, you know, they react. They have, I think, the reaction I would have. <laughs> Whoa. And then we see Kirk going into the railing to which he, uh, I actually had to play it a couple times with the sound up, but you hear Kirk going, oh, <laughs> um, which is just fantastic. He's not lying, which, folks. <laughs> Un- unintentional funny moment number two is Kirk actually being thrown into the railing. <laughs> um, yeah, that is. I, I did. Thanks for pointing that one out too, because that's not one, not something I picked up on before. Because I listened to it and I thought, I'm like, mm, did I hear them? Did I hear like a Wilhelm scream? Nope. It was it was Shatner, you know, doing a weak. I don't know what you would call that uh, grunt into the into the uh, banister there. Maybe he didn't know he was mic'd. Um, maybe. Can we talk about the 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 you know Kirk comes back you know kind of gets back in place and then. Yep. Uh, does he say what happens and then and then the uh, when did things start exploding on the control panel? Does Kirk give an order before that happens? Yeah, he says uh, emergency power. Prepare to return fire. Uh, Mr. Shot, can you transfer power to the phaser banks? So he wants to fight back. And then they cut to Mr. Scott, which I think is unintentional funny moment. Number three is he's like looking at the control board, he says, and it starts to explode. And he goes, I don't think so, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty good reaction from from all the actors here. That does look a little, yeah. a little sketchy, that explosion. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I have to give them props for practical effects. I mean, I'm a sucker for, you know, when they actually do practical effects not like fake cactus but when they do like the little explosions i think they do they've done a good job yeah yeah they don't take their hands off the control panels whatever you know yep. whatever action they're taking they stick to it which is uh, impressive um the only thing that surprised me was sulu he's uh he's pretty you know, like oh you know explosion yeah. <laughs> but you know we saw him when they were when they were breaking out mccoy out of the, the funny farm and he you know, he, he trashed that panel. Oh, yeah. It was exploding in his face and everything, and he was calm, cool as a cucumber. And then here mm. he's, you know, he's, he's reacting more like I would, like, oh, fire. 
<laughs> and, and believe it, folks, uh, that's how Chris would act. Uh, so we've got no control over everything. And, and in Sulu, again, and now I'm back to pro-Sulu. His This reaction this time, also yeah. very real. Like, he tries it, and he's like, forget it. I got nothing. Yeah. Like, hands in the He's almost hands in the air, like, Man, I got nothing. Uh, I'm going on break. <laughs> yeah, he looks PO'd. I mean, he... He he looks genuinely mad. Yeah. Like Kirk asked Mr. Sulu, uh, nothing, sir. I mean, he just looks completely – he is done. Yeah. Like, there's nothing more I can do. And he's just he's, – he's scowling at the bird of prey, you know, just almost willing his anger to do damage to it. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking he should be scowling at Scotty or something because, you know, but I guess it's really not Scotty's fault. It's the Klingon's fault. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So he's directing um, his anger. Yeah, he's directing the anger in the right spot. Um, I do like the shot of, um, as we pull back from Sulu, and we just sort of see Kirk's standing there. In the background, you see DeForest Kelly all in shadow, except for the halo of light over him with all the smoke. Mm. It gives us another one of those god shots, like we saw at the end of... Um, Rathacon with the uh, pod and the uh, you know the torpedo bay to- torpedo pod and the you know and you see the light coming through. Oh, right. Are we supposed to in tune that you know it, it? It also harkens back to when McCoy was in the um, was in Spock's quarters and yep. he was in darkness except for you know he was in the halo of light. Right. Yeah, this would have been a, the perfect opportunity to you know have him say something in Spock mode. Right. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. What do you think of the Enterprise and the Bird of Prey just staring each other down? I think it looks fantastic. I think they both look like they are, quote, dead in the water. Yeah, I guess I I, I, I know I say it all the time. I just wish they were more topsy-turvy and, you know, they're, they're perfectly right. lined up. They're straight at each other. You know, it'd just be funny if, you know, the Enterprise is like, a, you know, f- just tw- twisted 90 degrees or something. You know, just have them kind of facing each other. Right. Or would they actually have, have they ever actually done something like when you know two ships are disabled like this and they actually drift into each other and bonk, you know, <laughs> just gently and then drift off in another direction? I would I would pay money to see that as well. So so back on the Bird of Prey bridge, uh, yep, everything looks everything looks calm now. And I was I was trying to figure out like what they just had all these explosions and stuff and it doesn't look like that yeah. anymore. But then I remembered like well. The, the Klingon bridge always kind of looks like it's full of smoke anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of their normal state. Did you, have you figured out what Torg says? Yeah, he says, ready to fire emergency tube. I had to look that up. Yeah, so there's a there's actually an emergency tube on the Bird of Prey that um, it says, uh, uh, I was looking this up and I found it on some website giving the specs of a of a bird of prey and it says the rear of the ship comprises the engineering compartments and a small cargo bay. A pair of wings carry small disruptor cannons at their tips, while an emergency torpedo tube provides a backup to the main armament. Okay, so I, w- I was thinking it was like an escape pod. That was my original thought as well. I'm like, why would they? Why would they be escaping? Um, but the but clearly, he was thinking that they were going to fire again. That's what Torg was thinking. Like, we're firing again. It, 
and it did was it is it just me or did Torque sound like a Muppet just then? <laughs> uh, I guess a little bit. Yeah, it was just it was one of those it was not unlike when we when he you know said that the uh, ship was approaching the the system. But sir, uh, that really high <laughs> he delivered his line really, really fast a few minutes ago. Uh, that's what made me think of again. Alright, so emergency tube, so uh, Krug says no. Or he signals no. Doesn't want to do it. Yeah. I think that's a weird move. Again, same kind of thing. Why, why aren't these... Does he not want to take out the Enterprise because he still he wants those prisoners? I don't know, but he is... So he... The one thing that we've learned about Krug is that, you know, while yes, he's a Klingon and he's prepared to destroy or kill or whatever, he also possesses a unique intelligence, which makes him curious. Like, obviously, he wants the secrets to Genesis and what is th- what that is all about. And, you know, here he, he has the perfect moment. Yeah, he could have told Torg, yeah, you know, blow them away and destroy them. Um, but he is like, why? What is going on here? Why haven't they finished us? You know, they outgunned me 10 to 1. So something's going on here. And I think he thinks that, you know, I might not be in the bad situation that I was a minute ago. Right. He's suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a confession in this. Sure. Uh, Maltz at the end of this minute or near the end of this minute. Yep. He says, my lord, the enemy commander wishes a truce to confer. Yep. Um, he sounds like John Larroquette. All his all his accents and stuff are are, are gone, yeah. and it sounds it just sounds like Larroquette to me. I'm like, huh. Mm-hmm. My lord, enemy commander wishes a truce to confer. To which Krug puts on, bet him. I mean, his response is. Put him on screen. You know, he shrugs and kind of rolls his eyes and is like, put him on screen. Put him on screen. What am I going to do? I'm dead in the water otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, do you think he's as, you know, Krug is as, um, not, not conniving is not the right word, but, <clears throat> um, you know, is he going to stall for time just like Kirk would do? Uh, you know, I think he's that kind of, that kind of captain. I think he is a good, you know, I think he's a good foil for Cap uh, for Kirk, in that he is has some similar traits, and I think he is doing kind of like what Kirk did in, against the Reliant. You know, I can maybe work my way out of this. Why haven't they fired? Yeah, I'll I'll talk to them about a truce. Sure, sure. You know, I feel like he is formulating his own plan, much like you know Kirk would have done. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, he's got he's he's a smart. He's a smart captain. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we talked about uh, with John Carlyle, Jonathan Carlyle, we talked about, you know, the stereotype of that are Vulcans smarter than humans. And are we supposed to, you know, are, you know, Klingons are bloodthirsty and, you know, they're, you know, battle and brar. And are we supposed to believe that, the, you know, he's the one smart Klingon out of them all? I don't think so. I, I, I mean, up until this point, you know, historically in Star Trek, I mean, he's probably one of the most. Yeah. You know, he's he's a he's 
kind of a, a Klingon unto himself at this point, right? Because right. really, uh, he's the first kind of embodiment of of the Klingons that are going to be around for quite a while. Um, so, what was your question? Do we think he's one like the smart the smart Klingon? Yeah, is he a smart Klingon? Uh, I think so. I don't think he's a fool. I don't think he's. I think actually, I'd say all of these guys. I think Torg. I think, yeah, I'd give it to Torg. He's he looks like he's yeah definitely pretty pretty smart. Yeah, there's no there's no uh, there's no bumbling Klingons in this on right. the ship. They're shrewd. They've seen a thing or two. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah, again, this battle. You know, I was talking about it on on Monday. You know, trying to compare it to the the original confrontation yep. of the Reliant and in the enterprise and uh i don't know it's just not the same and you get those you know exciting moments of them you know shooting at each other and then it just kind of goes you know okay now we're both dead in the water and staring at each other like ah right come on (laughs) i could have used a little bit more right so i was you know we we had talked about that and you had asked me that question like whether or not you know how do you feel and i feel like we're hitting some of the similar notes that we did with the other one just not as good yeah, like we're we're entering a sector where Kirk sort of sees a you know he sees a ship you know something peculiar going on you know Grissom's not responding and then we get the um you know the ships have been disabled and you know we want to go on screen together to talk about things. Like, I feel like it's a little too similar for my taste and it also is too similar without being as good. Right. And they're not taking advantage of the music at all either. No. Yes. Corner score is underused or they're using just, I don't know. I would totally, I would, I would, I'd say use the same music, use everything they use during the battle scenes of Wrath of Khan and put them in here. Uh, you know, put put the tension music in. You know, behind the scene. You know, especially in this moment when it's just it's just very quiet and like uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of dull, like you said. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yes. Well, <laughs> well on that note, <laughs> uh, did you have anything else for this minute? I do not, my friend. All right. I don't think I do either. I think. Uh, I, I, you know, Pat, the Pat. There's been a lot of action in the past two minutes, so I did that, mm. it's been fun. Um, but just not Wrath of Khan level fun. Yeah. That's okay, though. It's Star Trek. Yep. All right. Well, in the meantime, folks, if you want to, uh, uh, if you're looking for some cool Star Trek Minute gear, you can head on out to tpublic.com slash Star Trek Minute. And we got some, uh, some cool uh, t-shirt designs and uh, what other things? iPhone cases and stickers. Love the stickers. Yep. Um, we uh, we keep adding new designs, so there's always something new uh, going on out there. So check it out. Uh, any of the purchases you make, a little uh, little bit of that comes back to the show. So uh, please and thank you. And um, we're going to be back again on Friday talking about Minute 67 of the Search for Spock here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Bye. <laughs>